Welcome to Small Business 10X, a podcast about small businesses and entrepreneurs who want to 10X their business growth. You need to learn this business, and this is the time to do it. Each episode will be offering business hints and tips, plus some honest adventures into internet marketing. Become an insider, so you have to know the rules before you get in the game. Now, here's your host, H. Phoenix Stones. H. Phoenix Stones. It's H. Happy Friday. Hope you had a fantastic Valentine's Day night last night and you had a good time. Well, today is the end of the One Funnel Away Challenge. And for me, it's been an interesting journey and one I haven't even got close to finishing. So the news today is I haven't even got into the ClickFunnels account at all. It's just been crazy with the um, with the H Enterprises agency side of business. There has been a response from a initial inquiry that was through a referral. So I've got a load of work to do on doing a pitch video for a new company. I've had a beginning kickoff call with a new client who's starting on Monday, all being well. And then I've had another pitch that I made. Ooh, blimey, that must have been October last year and we're now in February. That's actually just come through and they want to kick off call on Tuesday. And to be honest, because it was October, November last year, I can't even remember what it is. So I've had to dig out all the files. So I'm preparing myself for that. And then there's just been business as usual, trying to catch up on everything. So it's been a crazy busy day. We've also been having some fun with a different ClickFunnels project. The one I kind of alluded to where we were talking about selling T-shirts and using ClickFunnels as a mechanism to do that. So I have a secondary, I say secondary site, but it's one of many sites that I've got. But one that's actually got a lot of followers because we've put a lot of time and effort and some spend into actually building a online community within Facebook. So the site is called Shih Tzu Time, like the dog. And what we really want to do is be able to sell some t-shirts using ClickFunnels because it seems to be something that's worked very well for some of the other e-commerce experts. One of the e-commerce companies sells torches and they have done a seven-figure-a-year business. Now, because the site Shih Tzu Time is very niche and aimed at that specific dog breed. I think it's a really good opportunity to be able to tap into our market space, into that niche, and be able to really create some interesting designs that really appeal to the market sector. So, with that in mind, we'd already bought, bought, no, we hadn't bought, we'd already built a click funnel for a t-shirt that had been designed. And the problem we were having is we couldn't get the darn thing to communicate with WordPress because I tend to favour WordPress as the website platform. It's just super easy to use and it's very easy to SEO out of the box more than anything else. And it's easy to design. I've got themes that I particularly favour that are very customisable. And so for me, it made total sense to add in something called WooCommerce, which is their e-commerce sector that sits in the back of WordPress and runs runs in the background 
But we banged our head against walls for weeks trying to actually make ClickFunnels and WooCommerce have conversations. So once the order goes in through ClickFunnels, which is the whole funnel, and we want to you know, make sure that the sales funnel is working, we just could not work how, how to get it to communicate with the actual website e-commerce piece. So after going around in circles, speaking to various developers and designers, which has taken up a huge amount of time because my SEO guy who does a lot of the design implementation as well was literally banging his head against a wall as well. We took it to third parties and started speaking to them about it. And it just became so complicated. There was various third party integrations that should have worked but didn't or it didn't work in the right way. So we've abandoned WooCommerce. We've said goodbye to it. The website will stay in WordPress, of course. But now we're actually going into a new direction with Shopify. So Shopify is an e-commerce platform that works in a very similar way. It's not one I'm familiar with, so my learning curve is going to be very steep. Vertical is not an understatement, shall we say. But that does have the conversation ability to talk directly to ClickFunnels, so it should actually be a much smoother process. And also the print-on-demand software that we're using for the actual T-shirt and product design also plugs into the back of Shop Shopify as well. So the theory being is once we've got it all set up, it should talk nicely, but we've had to kind of go back to basics all the way to point one to start creating the products again and then uploading them to a different platform. So thinking about what I've been learning and figuring out that I need to have a who in place, I've actually just retained a Shopify expert who's also familiar with Printful, which is the print-on-demand service, and said, like, okay, look, here's some money, you go and do it. So hopefully, <laughs> in seven days' time, we should have a working Shopify store with all the Printful content in there as well. So that's taken a whole chunk of time. What it has done is it means I am way behind where I should be with the actual last day of the training. Now, the good thing is I know I have a week left within the training to catch up on everything. So my Saturday and Sunday looks like being end-to-end -end trying to work out the last bit of the funnels and make sure I've got access to the videos and the training that I still need to go, for, go through. Because really, I did some work yesterday and I caught up on day one and part of day two of this week, so I'm still three days behind where I should be, which is so frustrating. But... These things, they are sent to testers. And to be fair, at the end of the day, I've got one new client onboarding on Monday. I've probably got a second client onboarding on Tuesday, which then will give me some time to pitch the third potential client on Wednesday. So at some point, I am going to be able to slot the ClickFunnels in. And the more time I can free myself up from doing the Shopify piece, the better. So it's exciting and it means that I'm really starting to integrate what I'm learning in the training into different avenues. And this one was something I wanted to do even before I started the One Funnel Away Challenge. Is it a bit crazy running out on a parallel like this? Yeah, probably it is. It probably is and I could have waited, but I think this is actually a very obvious shiny object syndrome and I really wanted to get it done. And... I'm probably going to be kicking myself for not actually focusing on what I wanted to focus on today. So, yeah, I've probably given up my weekend now and I'm going to catch up on all the traffic teachings, which is what was happening this week.
I also know I want to get the automation in place. I think I mentioned that yesterday. So when people come into the funnel, I want to be able to have that conversation with them when they move forward. So I'm not just firing traffic into the funnel and then hoping that that 2% to 10% or 2% to 20%, whatever it is, converts. I'd rather be working with them over a slightly longer period and being able to convert a higher rate because again it's something I've already mentioned but it's worth repeating on average it takes seven engagements before somebody trusts you enough to want to buy when it comes to you know information products so that's the internet marketing side so while I have a little bit of peace and quiet while my wife and dog are out having a walk and I really would like to start doing some exercise and actually getting out of four walls Tomorrow I'm going to invest some time in playing catch-up. I may do some more of the actual training on the funnels tonight because, to be honest, I feel guilty that I haven't done it and that I've kind of been pulled off in different directions, some through not by design and others because I focused probably on the wrong thing. But I've just got a really good feeling that the funnels for the products might work really, really well. Anyway, I can't touch it now for seven days. The designer has said that's how long it's going to take to actually integrate the new Shopify store and get the design done so he's going to do the mock-up I'm going to have a conversation with him my time tomorrow morning make sure he has everything he needs and then revert back um, I also need to speak to a t-shirt designer who's been doing some of the designs he's really he won a competition I actually ran a competition on freelancer.com it was a recommendation from one of the trainings I was watching saying you know work out who the best who is by getting them to run a competition choose the designs based on that well, designs in this case, because it was actually a T-shirt design I was looking for, and then work with them because you'll know they're going to be good. And the weird thing was there were two designers who were pretty close, and one, for me, just slightly edged it forward. But I did speak to the second guy and said, look, you know, you were really good. You're not winning the competition, but I would like to work with you. So I got two for the price of one, basically. The second guy has been brilliant. All of his designs have come through in record time, have very, very few edits necessary and he's kind of champing at the bit to get on with the next lot but I've got to kind of slow things down because we need to get everything in place first I don't want to start hemorrhaging money just by trying to get designs in when we're not at the point where we can upload them so he's kind of on hold but I've got 25 really good designs from him the guy who won it sent some designs and they were absolutely horrific compared to the first one he did they were so off brand so off point different breeds of dogs, just really bad grammatical spellings. And I was just astounded it was the same person. So I went back through to him, kind of gave him a brief and said, no, these are wrong. You really need to kind of like go back to what you were doing. And then, of course, I've been buried in the um, funnel challenge and work generally. And he's been chasing and chasing and chasing after having a massive four-day gap of not hearing anything. So again, he sent the new edits through today and there's still half of them that just don't work. So that's taken a bit of time as well. So I've kind of sent those back to him with the final edits. And suffice to say, um, the winner <laughs> won't be getting used. He, I've already paid for these designs, so I'll get them to the point where I want them. And then I'll revert and actually use the guy who was second. So yes, competitions do work. And it does sort out the really good designs and the really poor ones. But don't assume that it's going to be an instant fix and that you're going to find the right person to work with. Because in my instance, it really didn't. So the next thing in my arsenal to do, and this is on my to-do list for tomorrow, it will be when I write it down, 
is I'm going to be looking for a Facebook ad expert who understands internet marketing and then doing some work to find out who the best person is so I can start driving traffic to the actual funnel that I've built. I am not going to drive any traffic to the funnel that I've built until I've got the automation in place. So I'm going to do that tomorrow and then I'm going to catch up on the three and a half days that I'm missing. This is the plan anyway. So that as of Monday, this is what I really want to do. As of Monday, I want to be able to start driving traffic to the funnel and then, you know, finding out in a real world environment, has the 40 plus hours of training I've put into this actually worked? And is it going to start driving revenue? Or is it something as simple as it's just not the right product? So there's a big old question mark over that. And I think I'm on the edge balancing like on a knife edge between excitement and fear. And I'm really not too sure which way it's going to go yet. But the beauty of Facebook ads is you don't have to spend a lot of money to actually do the test and find out what the actual results are. Then I need to do some research for this pitch. I've committed to this new potential client who's been referred to me that I will get a review video over to him. Now the downside of that is the review video itself doesn't take too long. It's all the editing and the tweaking as I'm, you know, I'm trying to work through systems and swear at things and make sure that it all flows in a completely symbiotic way. So when they're watching it, it's actually a level of engagement. And I'm actually going to do what I did for my aesthetics client as well. I'm going to run through a piece of software which basically generates a script so I can also add in integrations into the video to make it a little bit more salesy and a little bit more compelling. Again, that hook story offer that I've been learning in terms of copywriting and making sure that that's being used in the video. So there's a fair few things that I've got left to do. I still feel accomplished, definitely. I still feel that this whole experience has been worthwhile. I would like to have been a little bit further along in the process, but in all honesty, I just lost today. It just kind of got sucked into a busy, busy vacuum. And then when I've turned around and it's 10 to 8 in the evening, I know there's only so much my brain's going to be able to absorb from the training. And I don't want to be sat up till sort of like 11 o'clock at night working through it, even though I wake up probably, not wake up, that sounds like I'm some kind of like lazy sloth. But I think everybody's kind of got a certain point of the day when they're really at their most energised and they're, they're most creative. And some people are definitely morning people, you know, 6am, 7am, they're completely on fire. Some people are more late morning, early lunchtime and some people are into the evening, afternoon. I think I'm more of an early afternoon kind of person. Not that I wake up at that time. I'm still waking up at sort of like eight, nine o'clock in the morning. I, you know, I've, since working in the corporate world, I do not set the alarm at 7 a.m. anymore. You know, I enjoy a nice lying and I like to kind of work through till later in the evening. So finishing at eight, nine o'clock at night is actually quite normal for me. And I think I'm probably at my mentally most alert where things really start to get into that beautiful state of flow, probably around about one or two o'clock in the afternoon. So I've done some good work today. I'm pleased with it. I'm hoping your days have been brilliant as well. And I'm going to attack the rest of this course with fervour going forwards. And like I said, the deadline for me now is Monday. I think it's achievable, all being well. <laughs> Famous last words. 
but let's see. So in terms of the small business 10x side, the text to type, no, audio to type that I've been working on did work well yesterday. I've still got it plugged into a headset today. Unfortunately, my headset is attached to the Mac by a cable. It's one of these things that you talk to people on Skype or if you're a gamer, it's kind of like a gaming headset. Now, the problem is I tend to pace naturally when I'm speaking. It helps me think. It creates that sense of flow in what my thought process is and how it's actually being vocalised for you guys. But if you've ever seen a movie, and it's quite a good movie, it's one to watch if you haven't seen it, called My Big Fat Greek Wedding, there's a scene in the movie where the star, the lady, is working in a call centre and she forgets she's actually attached to the computer, so she basically yanks herself off the back of the chair because her headset is still attached. I've done that about four times speaking to you, so I'm going to pace. I'm totally forgetting I've got a headset on, so I'm actually doing the audio to text. So my Google Doc is also writing out what I'm saying, roughly, at any rate. And I'm kind of jerking myself backwards. So if there's not a state of um, ease to understand this evening, I mean, that isn't a word, is it? Ease to understand? If I'm not easy to understand this evening and I feel a little bit disjointed when I'm speaking to you, it's because I'm acutely aware that I don't want to kind of yank myself backwards as I'm just doing my natural pacing as I'm thinking. So one of the things I'm going to look at is I've got some Bose wireless headphones that's got a speaker built into it. And I'm wondering if I can hook that up to the Mac and then use that when I'm doing the podcasting because then it allows me that ability to pace and it keeps the natural flow going. And hopefully then it's more interesting for you to listen to as well. Rather than me going, ah, uh, 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 uh. I'm very interested to know what Google has written when I did that weird noise. Didn't write anything, so there we go. The only downside with the audio to text is it's not putting punctuation in so there's going to be an element of manual editing that's needed but that's fine because when you're adding it to a blog you want different headings in there you want paragraphs being broken up and you want to add things like images as well so hopefully it won't be too much of a headache the interesting thing yesterday though was the first time I did it after I'd got finished with the podcast and I went to review it I'd been speaking for what just shy of 20 minutes, and there was three and a half thousand words. That is an insane amount of content. For me to write a blog of three and a half thousand words was easily, you know, it's for it to be salient and make sense, and for me to actually put my thoughts onto paper, it easily took me three or four hours, and then I'd have to edit it as well. So to small business 10x, which is what this is about, if you are creating content, try this. It's bonkers. It will make your life so much easier. You could have a literally a five or six minute conversation with yourself, dumping your thoughts and end up probably with an 800 to 1000 word blog post. That's going to make your content production for your websites or for your social media so much faster. And if you haven't got a blog, and I appreciate there's a certain frustration when you've got a website, having a blog and making sure that there's enough content to go on there. Well, this solves that problem. But also, if you don't have a blog like built into your website or a separate WordPress one, use medium.com. So medium, like a size, small, medium, large, medium.com. It's a blogging platform and it has an insane amount of content on there and a lot of followers because people go on there and treat it almost like a, 
I don't know, a blog aggregator or a news site, that kind of thing. Some great articles on there as well. It's well worth a read. But what that will do is rather than having an isolated blog and having to drive traffic to it, Medium is kind of like Amazon in the e-commerce world. There's so much content on there from other people, it gets a lot of traffic anyway. So if you have interesting hooks, interesting stories, then you can actually pull people into your Medium blog and you can create it, create it with your brand name to some degree. You can actually siphon some of that traffic through and then redirect them to your website. So there's a good tip for you for today. Right, I am off to immerse myself in some funnel training before my beloved wife and dog get back in the room. Thank you so much for listening. Have an awesome weekend. I'll give you an update on where, where I'm at tomorrow. Um, hopefully more on the internet marketing side rather than just talking about stuff that's happening in my business. I'm sorry if that kind of bit bores you. It's just really weird that I'm actually immersing myself in some training and I'm thinking about all this hook, hook and story and copywriting and how to make more compelling information. And business is really just flowing at a crazy rate. I'm certainly not going to complain about it. And it makes you wonder if the stuff that I'm learning through a particular piece of software is actually filtering out into other areas and it's acting like some kind of magnet for bringing people towards me. And that's what I really want to focus on in the future trainings in the terms of the Small Business 10X. How, when you're actually immersing yourself in something, it can fracture out into other areas of your life and have a positive impact. Now, things like mindset, that has a massive impact on anyway. So if you've got a positive mindset and you're thinking about what you can do rather than what you can't do, what you're moving towards, what you're moving, instead of what you're moving away from, all of that has a drive in your life. And I think the fact that I am more motivated, I'm more energised, I'm learning new things, I'm revisiting things I already know, but I'm looking at them in a new light, it's all a very positive experience and it's having kind of a ripple effect in the business, which is really, really exciting. Obviously, the ultimate aim is still to have that kind of lifestyle business that's on automation, so the revenue is coming in with very little or, or no hands-on engagement. But you've got to put the foundations in place first to be able to do that. And that's what I'm doing at the moment. I'm very much building the foundations. You know, I was thinking about it, I think it was yesterday afternoon, it was just like, you see all these guys who are real aficionados of sales funnel software, whether it's click funnels, whether it's WooCommerce funnels, there's all sorts of different funnels that you can use. But this term has kind of started to permeate the digital marketing sphere where people start talking about being a funnel builder. And that's actually something that's really starting to excite me. I'm getting very, very enthused about once, well, I was going to say once I learn it, I've kind of learned it and now I need to refine it. And being able to build these things at a rapid rate and try them in different markets is going to be very, very exciting to do. So I'm slow at the moment because I'm in that uncomfortable, I don't know what I don't know learning period. But when I get more proficient at it, I'm hoping it becomes very rapid and very fast and it has a real positive impact on different things that I want to try. And that includes, of course, the internet marketing side and the affiliate marketing side. There's lots of things I'm excited about doing. I even want to try a few of the ClickBank products as well and see how that's going to work within this environment. And there's a lot of additional training that I can go into. You know, One of the guys who does a lot of the training says he's YouTube edu educated. And I don't know if that's genius or if it's stupid or if it sits somewhere in the middle. 
But really, seriously, if you start looking on there, the amount of information you can gather, but again, it's because we're in this information overload kind of world. And it's sorting out the good stuff from the rubbish stuff and knowing how to sort it out. So I'm not going to go crazy down there, but there's certain things that I know I can learn. And I think there's a huge resource at our fingertips that other previous generations haven't had where we can go in and we can find out information at a rapid rate. And as long as we're putting it through a rational filter and we're being sensitive about does this make sense, has this been proved and is this accurate, then there's no reason why you can't be YouTube educated to, to some degree. Heck, I've got to promote it. A lot of my stuff's going on YouTube. But I'm sure you know what I mean. Okay, guys, my very short podcast has still turned into a 25 minutes one nearly. So thanks very much for your time and your patience. It would be great to get any feedback from you guys. Do hit a like button on whatever podcast platform you're using, whether it's Stitcher, whether it's iTunes, whether it's Anchor. I'm still listed on about nine of them, which is awesome news. So, so pleased with that. And if you've got any comments, hit me up with the comment section. I'll be happy to cover anything off. Have a fabulous weekend. I shall chat to you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Small Business 10X. Make sure to visit our website, smallbusiness10x.com, where you can subscribe to the show in iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and more, or via RSS so you'll never miss a show. We'd appreciate a rating on iTunes or just telling your friends and colleagues. See you on the next episode. Welcome to Small Business 10X Podcasts. I haven't been with you for a couple of days, so happy Monday. I took the weekend off from doing podcasts, really, because I had not a great deal of stuff to tell you. And for me, it was more a case of catching up on the business from the agency side of things. And I knew that today was maybe going to be the day when I went back into the funnel. But for now, the One Funnel Away Challenge has finished officially. So that five-week period, the 30-day challenge and the week kind of preempting that is complete so little feather in my own cap to say uh, it was done it has been a great experience highly recommend it sake of a hundred dollars if you're serious about taking your business to the next level of growth and you choose to use software to allow you to have sales funnels then it's certainly one i would recommend um i will put some information and a link to that in the blog post which will be on smallbusiness10x.com. So today's title for the podcast is Funnel Stuff and Business Growth. Because now I've learned how to use them, it's really about linking it into the Small Business 10x Growth Strategy. As you'll remember from the podcast title, it's not only about adventures in internet marketing, which is going to be a big part of what I'm doing, and I'm certainly going to share that journey with you, but it's also about helping any small business solopreneur, entrepreneur, take their business to the next level. So today, in terms of giving you a background history and a report on what's happening, we are not yet driving traffic through Facebook to the new funnel. I do need to sort out the email automation before I'm happy to do that because I don't want to have people hitting the funnel and then not being able to gather their email address and actually start a communication with them. That for me is 
an illogical use of time. So once that's put into place and I've got all the help I need to be able to do that, it's just a case of formulating um, the suite of emails to send out. Then I shall be doing it. For me, it's a busy week. It's Monday. Um, I've got quite a large pitch document to do tomorrow and because it's for a pharmaceutical client, very, very jargon heavy, as you can imagine. So it's not the easiest client to deal with in terms of things like keyword and competitor research. So I'm going to put some time into doing that. Today, I've mainly been focusing on the launch of a couple of other clients and catching up with clients who are in the early phases to make sure that that's a seamless experience because as you guys will probably be aware, one of the biggest secrets to growth is making sure your customer experience is really tight and that wherever possible you are over-delivering on your promises. And I'm a large advocate of that. I think it's absolutely essential. In fact, one of the partners that I'm working with who's doing some link building for me, because that's a, it's a who. If you remember, you need to find the who's to help you, not trying to do it all yourself. Well, my who has changed because I want a very specific link building strategy, but the customer service experience was less than ideal. So I had to have a robust conversation with the agency who I'm working with to reset some expectations as to what I would expect as a client from my project manager. And that's resulted in me getting a new project manager, but that sucks at about 90 minutes outside of your day that you don't really need. For the funnels themselves, I'm going to be running the internet marketing one. It's called Internet Marketing Profits. It will be happening within the next seven to 10 days. I don't have an immediate rush on getting it done because I've got to factor in a, a few other business things and I've realised that now the pressure is off me that the 30-day challenge isn't hanging like a guillotine over my head that I've actually got more time to put into doing things. So what my focus is going to be doing, which I'm sure most businesses do, is planning a strategy over the next 7 to 14 days and making sure I've got time allocated to do that, to test it and then to launch the funnel in a more calm and measured way I guess is the way I'm putting it what doing the one funnel away challenge has done is it's made me realize how vital sales funnels are to 99% of businesses and definitely the thought process now is to put a funnel in place for shih tzu time where we're going to be launching some print-on-demand t-shirts because we've already got an active market of seven and a half thousand people who follow us on Facebook 1700 on Instagram we're starting to get more for following on, on Pinterest. And we've even got, I think it's around about 5,300 people in a mailing list as well. So it's going to be really important that we can actually have a conversation because if it holds true and we've got 5,000 people on the list, that should be $5,000 per month in terms of revenue if those maths work out. So we need to be tapping into that. And that strikes me as being a very obvious route into actually generating some of this passive revenue stream. And we already have some great designs to work from as well. So it hasn't jumped to the top of the queue, but I think the importance has become slightly higher than just the straight out of the box internet marketing funnel. So I don't see any reason why we can't run them both side by side. Uh, we have a lot of that funnel done anyway. It's just a case of putting the right design in. And again, focusing on the who, on Friday I hired somebody to build a Shopify site because Shopify and ClickFunnels works way easier straight out of the box without having to worry about Zapier or ShipStation, or all the other integrations that need a lot of tweaks. This one works out of the box, and I'm all for one for simplicity. So I have somebody working on that who I hired. So fingers crossed, within the next week, we should have a Shopify store live. 
Downside is there's additional cost to that. Unlike WooCommerce, there is a fee to use the, the Shopify platform. It's not one I'm particularly familiar with. My, so again, my learning curve is going to be quite high. I've had a play around with it. But I'd rather have somebody who builds it, who's done it before, knows what they're doing, and then they can upload the products. Then it's just a case, all being well, of linking the funnel to it. I got introduced through the uh, One Funnel Away Challenge to a TV series called The Profit. For you American guys, I'm, I'm sure you've, you've heard of it. For Brits and Europeans, you probably haven't. It's like a cross between Dragon's Den and something. Basically, the, the premise is that this guy, Mark and Lemonis, I'm probably saying his surname wrong, goes into failing companies or companies that are struggling and gives it a complete shake-up, looks at it from a kind of like a top level down, invests some hard-earned cash into it, and then shows them how to improve things. I watched the first one, which was very interesting, about um, 1-800 cars, so a car-buying site. And it was just interesting how he just wanted to create a bit more of a rebrand and look at the marketing and get some cohesion. And also playing to the strengths of the people within the business. It was two brothers. One wasn't particularly listening to the other. And it was interesting how a third party can go in and kind of shake that up, which is really what business coaches do. They'll look at your business from an external perspective and give you a better insight. And it's some tough love. And I think if you're a brave business, having a mentor or a coach to do that for you is a great step because it can give you some insights when you get tunnel vision and you can't see it. And it was season four, episode four. There's a company called Flex Watches. And there was a tiny, tiny little bit on there uh, that featured Russell Brunson, the um, creator or co-creator of ClickFunnels. And they were talking about how to put a, click, how to put a sales funnel in place, basically. So what I want to talk to you about as business owners, or would-be business owners, is why I'm banging on about this sales funnel stuff and why it's important. So first of all, if you visualise a funnel, like any kind of funnel, kitchen funnel, whatever, it's got a lot of space at the top and it narrows down into a point. And the idea is, with a funnel, you're putting enough interested customers in the top that they move through the cycle and then you, you actually get sales from the bottom. So that's a really, really simplified version. But the, the real thought process behind why a funnel works is that when you're putting people in the top, you're giving them a tailored message and giving them something of value, whether that's something free or a free, free plus shipping or um, what they call a lead magnet, which is just, you know, something that's absolutely enticing and helpful and valid to the audience that you're speaking to, to have that transactional email come back to you. And then once you've got that transactional email, that's fine. That's step one, step one. And that's what you want to do. And apparently if you're putting enough people in the funnel through however you're marketing, whether you're doing paid marketing, search marketing or whatever, the around about 20% will actually engage with you at that point. There's enough of a hook story and offer in that initial lead magnet page or squeeze page as they call it to get people to transact with you and give you their email address. But that's only stage one. Stage two within that funnel experience is then an offer actually saying, well, great, you've, you've asked for the lead magnet or you've asked for this book or whatever it is that you're giving them. Here's actually what we think you need. And that's where you actually then basically pitch them into the product or the service that you're offering. And what they're saying is the strength of your copywriting 
will impact how many people actually trust you enough at that first engagement to then buy from you. So these guys call it a hook story and an offer. So hook them in with an idea, tell them a story, build up a, you know, a relationship with them on a very quick period within that page and then give them the actual offer and then reinforce why it's important. And then after that, give them extra stuff free. So it takes it from being a, a flat two dimensional offer to adding massive amounts of value by giving them free stuff, which is going to support that main offer. And if you think about it, I'm sure there's many ways you can translate it into your business. So certainly I can't really think of any business where you, you can't translate it. One of the ones I was struggling with is one of the clients I work with is in an adult-ish sector. So they offer adult massage. And I couldn't for the life of me work out how a sales funnel could work for them. Mainly because there is a lack of desire to share a transactional email address because there's a level of privacy required. But people have throwaway email addresses all the time. So essentially they can create a specific email address just for this communication. At the end of the day, you still have a way of communicating with them. The offer is the massage service. And you can add all sorts of things around there, um, like how-to guides for improving stamina and those kind of things. I don't want to get into too much detail because I don't want it to be unsavoury. And then the next thing in the journey, and in anybody's sales funnel, is once you've had the squeeze page, then you've got the offer, then you've got the one... The, they call it the upsell or the one-time offer OTO. You'll see that as an abbreviation a lot within the internet marketing sector. So one-time offers are designed not to replicate what you've already sold them, but to be complementary to it. So if you were selling somebody a, a weight loss course, you wouldn't then sell them another weight loss course. You might sell, send them a sell them, not send them. You might sell them, um, I'm thinking off the top of my head, which is why I've gone quiet. You might sell them some, some supplements or some whey powder or something along those kind of lines. As, sorry guys, I had a bit of a quiet moment there because I suddenly realised my um, screen wasn't recording me speaking. It seems that as soon as my screensaver kicks in, it actually turns off the recording. So I've missed probably about 40% of what I've been saying into the blog post. But hey-ho, such is life. Anyway, where was I? Yeah, so the one-time offer has got to be complimentary. It hasn't got to replicate what you've already sold them because otherwise that's just going to give them a bit of buyer's remorse. So it's like, hang on, whoa, I've already bought this. Why do I want to buy it again? I've, I've already done with that. But if you give them something complimentary, then it's highly likely that that will also, also appeal to them. So this kind of stuff makes total sense. And you can even take it further. You can do two, three, four upsells. You can do downsells. All a downsell means is that the first person hasn't taken your, you know, your one-time offer, your OTO. So then you offer them a cheaper version of it or offer to do it on a payment plan. So it's really interesting. And the reason it's interesting to me in terms of small businesses is there's not a lot of small businesses doing this. I see and I experience firsthand a lot of small businesses who are spending a lot of money on generating ads and getting traffic to the website and then they're either not tracking what happens when that traffic gets to the website or it's a one, it's a one step process. There may be some kind of e-commerce engagement but you're not really controlling it. And that's why the Flex Watches episode was interesting because it was a prime example of get the story right. 
Explain why you're different to every other watch provider in the world. What is it that makes you unique? What will speak to an audience to make them engage with you and trust you? And they had a very interesting take on things. They, um, they kind of had a charity angle. I don't want to say angle because that sounds disingenuous, but that basically anything they sold within a set range of watches, 10% of that went to a charity, whether that was breast cancer or hunger across the world or various other things. And then each watch strap was designed around that particular offer. So if somebody was supporting, I don't know, breast cancer, they went, they got the pink watch strap, they've got the watch, that's it, end of, end of transaction. Possibly the end of relationship with that customer. And what the ClickFunnels guy suggested was rather than doing that, once they decide to place an order, because the watch basically, the actual body of the watch flips out and you can use interchangeable straps, then offer them all the other straps as a bulk offer. So instead of having one strap, you have six. Instead of you know, helping just one charity, you offer six charities. You as a consumer get the benefit of having interchangeable straps. So it suits and matches more outfits. So it creates this whole win-win dynamic. And I really like that. And I think that can work really, really well with a lot of different businesses. As an example, looking at local businesses, if you're a plumber, you may create or use a lead magnet saying these are the top plumbing tips if you move into a new property. You know, if, if for example, you're targeting new homeowners, because plumbing is obviously, you know, it's always a concern, especially if you're the first time owner, what do you deal with, you know. Things like where do you find the stopcock, how do you turn off the taps, faucets, those kind of things. I'm not a plumber, so this is top of brain thinking, so forgive me any plumbers who are listening. But the idea being you give your client something of use or your potential customer something of use, you gather their email address, and then you actually, on the offer page, you offer them something. So for plumbers, what's a great recurring revenue stream? Is it boiler repairs? And if so, could you then offer them a boiler repair package where every year you'll come and you'll service their boiler and rather than having to pay however much a boiler repair or a boiler servicing cost is, you'll spread it over the cost of 12 months. I don't know. This Again, this is just top of the brain thinking. But so let's say we do something around a boiler. On the OTO, the one-time offer, you might want to offer them something else in terms of plumbing. So what is another service? Is it, you know, is it a saving of an installation of putting in um, a washing machine? Is it a free quote for a kitchen? It's your business and whether it's internet marketing and whether it's marketing in the physical world, there's always all sorts of things you can offer. And a friend of mine who's also a client is a plumber. And she was saying over here in the UK, one of the biggest things that she has to do is gas safety certificates for landlords so she could actually target all of these landlords and say okay you don't just need one gas safety certificate doing you probably need them doing for all of you probably need them doing for all of your properties so we will do a bulk offer for you you know buy 10 get two free those kind of things and then the upsell could be something as simple as we will also be offer you a 20% discount for any plumbing issues 
within core working hours because I believe she doesn't do out, out of core hours. But he's, he's kind of starting to think out of the box and think of ways where every interaction with the client you start to control. And I really like the way they put it, that you don't own the client if you're just buying it from Google or from Facebook or wherever they're coming from. But if once you've got their email address, you're actually into a transactional situation with them and then you can market to them, not once, but over and over and over again. So again, going back to the plumber example, even if you only sell a boiler service, one boiler service, at least you can have them into a email marketing software that reminds them two months before that boiler service is due next year and, you know, maybe gives a discount or maybe says, by the way, as well as your boiler serve, servicing, now's a good time to start, I don't know, checking your heating system, whatever it is. I'm not a plumber, so again, it's a little bit vague. But that's the kind of thing. It's like in my market as an agency, once we're going to start talking to clients, one of the first things that we're going to be doing with our sales funnel is once they onboard, once we know what they've onboarded for, we'll be going, okay, great, welcome. Great to have you with us. You're with us for search engine optimization, so we're going to be working to get organic traffic. One of the biggest challenges for organic traffic is having enough fresh content on the website to keep Google indexing you. We know you don't have time for that, even though you've got the expertise. So what we're going to be offering is to actually come in Spend some time with the experts within your business, record interviews, then get them transcribed, and then we can create a series of blogs for you. That's your offer. Then the one-time upsell may be content needs to be repurposed. Why only have blog posts when we can actually convert them into videos for you? This we can share across YouTube. That's valuable links because it's an asset that's owned up by Google and we'll do all of this for you and we'll use all the content we've already created by doing the interviews. So it's completely hands-off for you, no extra work, but it's going to get you even more traffic. And if people don't want that, we can always do a downsell and say, look, rather than paying in advance for that, let's turn it into a nice, easy monthly retainer so you know what you're paying for. This is complete common sense. But until I've actually seen a funnel in action, it didn't really resonate with me. And I've just kind of almost sat and realised how much money I've let kind of slide through my fingers like grains of sand over the last four or five years. So for me, I was planning on getting my website completely redesigned because I'm a big advocate of doing that every couple of years. Because like everything, the industry changes, the looks, the feels, the interactivity of website shifts will I still do that yeah I've got a wordpress site so there's value in doing that definitely but one of the things I'm absolutely going to do is actually put a put no put my teeth back in today I do apologize I have been to the dentist though so I do feel a bit around my teeth um what was I saying oh yeah yeah so one of the things I'm going to do is I'm actually going to put a funnel into the main agency website as well so when people are tracking in for certain things if we're doing paid ads that we're really controlling that message all the way through so funnels for your business they're going to work you don't have to use click funnels for it you can create funnels now inside all sorts of software but think of it as an email warming sequence that's going to really give personalized and value-driven stories it's going to give soft pushes and take people on that journey where they can see that there is a lot of other things that you could be offering them that's going to help them and that the cost is not actually the only thing to think about.
And that's a really important thing. This is the difference between cost and value. The more value you can bring, the less the issue the cost is going to be. Yeah, everybody's got budgets. That's a reality of life. But if they're comparing like for like, then it is just a chase to the bottom. It's whoever's offering it you know, at the lowest cost. But if it's not like for life and you're offering additional value and you're actually thinking about problems and pain points before they've got to it, then you're really positioning yourself as an expert and you are literally going to like cream on top of milk, float to the top. And whether or not they can afford you, one thing is for sure, they're certainly going to want you. And that's a big difference. So that's kind of where I've got to with ClickFunnels and the funnel making exercises in general. I'm going to be working on this for the foreseeable future. It's not a one-hit wonder. It's something that I want to integrate into several areas. The internet marketing side is very much still a passion, and it's something I want to do even more training and more work on. In fact, there's a course I'm looking at doing that's specifically for affiliates who are using funnels in some shape or form. So I'm going to probably start doing that next week. I do want to get this funnel, this internet marketing funnel complete and get some products going to that. But I'm realistically thinking it's probably not going to be till next week now. I've got a short week in the office this week. I'm only actually in the office till Thursday. I've got a day off on Friday for a uh, murder mystery dinner. That should be fun. In terms of the podcast, still having fun with you guys. Still hoping you're getting benefits from it. And as I get more and more into the detail, I'm going to be sharing more and more with you. What I'm going to start to do now, as I've done today, is start to integrate more business tips into how you can benefit from the things I'm learning and apply it into your businesses. As always, if you've got any questions, hit me up. You can email me, h at henterprises.com, h at smallbusiness10x.com, or just leave a comment in the podcast. Always good to speak with you. If you've got any ideas for future episodes, anything you specifically want covered, let me know. I am here to serve. See you tomorrow.